This is an audio sermon recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ in Alma, Arkansas. We are Christians seeking to worship God in spirit and in truth. We would love for you to worship with us at 1030 on Sunday mornings at 1808 Highway 71 North in Alma, Arkansas. Thank you all for being here. We're going to simplify things tonight. Um, I've been working on being a servant of the word and being able to divide this rightly. Uh, 2 Timothy 2.15, be diligent to present yourself to prove to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. That's my goal tonight. Pray about that. This is a map. This is our map tonight. You've never seen a map like this before, but this is our map. It involves Colossians 1, 24 through 29. That's our next phase in this, and I really appreciate the guys who spoke before, Kaylin, Brian. Oh, my goodness. Jonathan, help me out here. Who else spoke? Uh, Clint. Heath, yes. Those guys led us to this, and Jordan Dancer had a part, too. He left this on the, on the board, if you remember, from his lesson. We're going to use that tonight. You are here that little spot right there. Remember that, that's gonna come back. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna compare where we, where we are and where we wanna be. Where we are, where we wanna be. With these four passages and where it led Paul right here to write to a church that he had never met. He'd actually never been there. That's what scholars think. He had never been there. Somebody else that he impacted took the message there, and then Paul heard about them and said, I need to tell them something. I need to tell them it's very important. It's the roadmap. And it's also exactly what Jesus said here, 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 into Paul's life. It's the exact word, and it's prophecy from the Old Testament. It's pretty amazing. So, Without further ado, we'll get started. Uh, Colossians 1, 24 through 29. I had been talking to somebody recently, and I thought, you know what? I just wish that my sermons were just more impactful. I like, I'd like them to be life-changing and blah, blah, blah. And that guy said, no, no, no. No, you don't want that. Jesus does that. Okay, problem solved. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you. Remember... He's never met them, but he's telling them, I'm suffering for you. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ. For the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Colossians 1, 24 through 29 cool thing about this lesson is I'm going to heavily be relying on God's word. It's not going to change. 
you can read it in any version you want. This is the message that you're going to get. This guy, Paul, who wrote this, started out life as Saul, a Pharisee of Pharisees. Pretty amazing guy. He was very zealous for the Old Testament law. This is part one of the roadmap, Acts 9, 16 in context. So we go down to Acts 9, verse 16. This is Jesus speaking to Paul. For I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. This is part of that roadmap. It involves suffering, and I'm glad that suffering was mentioned already tonight that keeps us on this theme. If you're suffering, you are on the right road, provided you're suffering for what God's word says. And it's not foolish things that we've done that we have to pay the consequences for. If you're suffering for Jesus' name, you are on that map. You are headed from here to here. Now Saul, I'm starting in verse 1, chapter 9. Now Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked for letters from him to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any of them belonging to the way, both men and women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he was traveling, it happened that as he was approaching Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and he fell to the ground, and he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he, with the capital H, said, I am Jesus, whom you're persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and it will be told you what you must do. The men who traveled with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. And leading him by the hand, they brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias, you, come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, oh, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, about how much harm he did to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is my chosen instrument. Chosen, he is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Paul was told by this guy Ananias, you're going to suffer. Jesus said you are going to suffer. And as a matter of fact, you're going to suffer before kings and before authorities and before the Gentiles. This is amazing. Somewhere on this point from here to here, there involves suffering. There involves being brought before kings. There involves being uh, brought before people that don't know God. It's on this map. I hope that you all get the chance to, uh, to read through this at home after this. Because it, it, it'll probably have more of an impact. 
Acts 22, 6 through 22. This is uh, years later. Paul is now before, before the Jews. He had been uh, arrested by the Romans because his own people wanted to kill him. And now Paul is speaking to the Jews. And he's saying, wait, 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 brothers. This is what, what happened to me. He's making his defense. And he says among other things, but it happened that as I was on my way approaching Damascus, about noontime, a very bright light suddenly flashed from heaven all around me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus, the Nazarene, whom you are persecuting. And those who were with me saw the light, to be sure, but did not understand the voice of the one who was speaking to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Get up and go on into Damascus, and there you will be told of all that has been appointed for you to do. We're going to go down a little bit further, because this guy named Ananias comes. We read about him just a minute ago. It says, Brother Saul, receive your sight. He heals him and says, hey, wait, why are you waiting? Why don't you get up and be baptized, calling on his name and wash your sins away? That's going to be verses... 14 through 16. And it happened when I returned to Jerusalem. This is after he left Damascus and went back to Jerusalem. He is in the temple praying and he fell into a trance. I had never seen this before. And Saul, who became Paul, said, And I saw him with a capital H saying, Make haste. And get out of Jerusalem quickly, because they will not accept your testimony about me. And I said, Lord, they themselves understand that in one synagogue after another, I used to imprison and beat those who believed in you. And when the blood of your witness, Stephen, was being shed, I was standing there approving and watching out for the coats of those who were slaying him. And he said to me, go, I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Again, we're going back to that roadmap. This is, the Jews aren't going to accept this. We're going to send you somewhere. Don't forget, you're going to stand before kings and before the Gentiles. Okay, move on over. Acts 26, 15 through 23. Acts 26, 15 through 23. And I said, Who are you, Lord? This is again Paul retelling this story. And he's standing before a king. I think it's King Agrippa. And he says, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said to him, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet. For this purpose I have appeared to you, to appoint you a minister and a witness, not only to the things which you have seen, but also to the things in which I will appear to you, rescuing you from the Jewish people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. So King Agrippa, Paul says, 
I did not prove disobedient to the heavenly vision. Verse 21, after he explains that they should repent to God, repent and turn to God, performing deeds appropriate to repentance. For this reason, verse 21, some Jews seized me in the temple and tried to put me to death. Paul was told that this would happen in advance. It happened, and now he's standing in front of a king, reliving this experience, saying, this is what Jesus told me. He said, I'd be here. I am now standing before you. I was not disobedient to this direction, to this vision. We can go back to Paul now writing this. We'll read this twice more. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you. He was beaten, he was arrested, he was imprisoned over the years. From this point over here, shipwrecked, starved, stoned, thrown out of the city for dead, walks back in, gets over here. I am talking to kings about Jesus. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ. That's where I have this little mark here that Jordan left. That's, that's our suffering right there. That's ours. This one right here is Jesus's. We are nowhere near that. That's, that's suffering for the sin of the whole world. Everything. Anyone who ever sinned, it was put on that cross, and that's Jesus' suffering. And actually, it could probably go all the way out that way and all the way out that way, through, through the walls. It's big. There's no way we could ever do that. Zero percent. So, this is our suffering. Can you see that the little red line there? It's tiny compared to that. Uh, our suffering composed of Maybe some people saying some mean things to us. Uh, maybe we get beaten. Maybe, uh, maybe family disowns us for, for us following Jesus. Maybe, maybe our businesses get broken into and people steal things. You add whatever's going on in your life to that list. You add whatever... Whatever Satan is throwing at you, in internal turmoil, family turmoil, job turmoil, you throw it up there and it doesn't amount to Jesus' sufferings on the cross. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you. He didn't know them. But he said, you know what, maybe, maybe they've heard about the message. Maybe, maybe they know what I did. Maybe they know that I used to beat up Christians and kill them or put them in jail forever. I fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ. Now here, I think the English doesn't do it justice. Bear with me on this one. 
This is our suffering right here. And in order to equal, which we can't ever do, we can't, we can't equal that. But we have some suffering to do because Jesus said we have suffering to do. So we kind of need to get about the business of suffering. We need to be actively serving Jesus. And if somebody opposes that and we take the consequence, that's part of this roadmap, which is kind of rough and kind of scary. I don't think I'm ready for that. If I didn't have a body like this, and I'm pointing at the group, not the body like this, body like this, church body. I don't think I could do this all by myself. I fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship of, from God, which was given to me. Acts 26, 16. Actually, let's go to 15. And I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you're persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet. For this purpose I have appeared to you, to appoint you a minister and a witness, not only to the things which you have seen, but also to the things in which I will appear to you, rescuing you from the Jewish people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light, from the dominion of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me to fulfill the word of God. God spoke these things, and Paul is telling us they were fulfilled. Now, you may be saying, Phil, we know this. I hadn't ever put these things together. I just glossed right over it. To fulfill the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from ages, from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them, God willed, God wanted, God desired, God made it, God willed it to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The Gentiles didn't have this in their belief system. The Gentiles knew nothing about this. As a matter of fact, the Jews said, you're a Gentile. You can't know about this. Get out of here. And if you're, if you're not clean, we're going to beat you up and kick you out of the synagogue or out of the temple. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach. Uh, the Apostle Paul shared how he preached to these kings and to these princes and to these people, to these Roman guards that he was chained to repeatedly him we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus to this end I also labor striving according to his working which works within me mightily this right here was Paul writing his life story to the Colossians. He was saying, here's how I met Jesus. Here's what Jesus wanted from me. 
here's how Jesus proved himself to me by these things coming true. And here's what I want for you. You're going to have to suffer like this too. Nobody wants to suffer. As I thought about it, I thought, man, I really don't want to suffer. 26 months at a job I was not really a fan of, I thought that was suffering. That wasn't even a speck of ink right here. This section of Colossians really stood out to me as Paul restating his meeting of Jesus in concise terms. And the cool thing was it, it backed up scripture. And he said it three different ways. And each time he said it, he told more of the story. He told a different aspect of the story. And it wasn't like he withheld it back here. He just gave more details here or here or here. And if, uh, if you know who Jay Werner Wallace is, he's a police officer or a former police officer who's now an apologist for Jesus. Anybody know that name? Okay. Uh, Cold Case Christianity is what he, he runs. Uh, it's basically looking at Jesus' words through a policeman's eyes. He took a look at the, at the gospel and said, if I had these witnesses in front of me, how could I know this was accurate? Because this guy said one thing and this guy said another. And he kind of marries these together. And that kind of helped me with this lesson. The amazing thing about Colossians 1, 24 through 29 is it's the gospel. And he's using the things that were foretold about him from Jesus. We're going to go to one last passage here. And I realize this was a lot of scripture tonight, and I'm hoping that you'll be able to take a look at these in your own time and go, huh, it really was that Colossians 1, 24 through 29 that Paul just restated. I persecuted the church, and Jesus made me a minister, and he told me I was going to suffer, and he told me that I was going to reach out to people, and they're going to follow Jesus, and they're going to suffer too. But we've got Christ in you, the hope of glory, way over here on this side of the map. If we stay faithful through all of that stuff, bad jobs, tough relationships, the unknown, what's going to happen with the world, to here. That's the most important part. 2 Timothy 3.12, last one listed there on the board. Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. I did not want to see that one. I don't like to be uncomfortable. I don't like to be cold. I don't like to be hungry. I don't like to be mocked or made fun of. I don't like to be made to feel stupid by somebody who's yelling at me about how my faith is worthless or how I'm an idiot for believing in an invisible person in the sky. And it just makes me want to say, no, 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 no. If, if you could just see the God who can orchestrate this guy, Saul, who persecuted believers in Jesus, 
because he thought that was the right thing to do, change his life and become the Paul of the I'm okay with persecution. That's amazing. And I would like to be that. That's what I prepared for tonight. And I hope that that was a blessing for you. There is so much more that can be shared. And thankfully, I'll have Sunday to add some more to this. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for your attention. There is an invitation song if you need prayers, like we all do. If you need encouragement, please let us know. If you need to be right with Jesus through baptism, we can do that too. So please join us as we stand up and sing praises to God. We hope you have enjoyed this message recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ. If you have questions concerning this message or would like to set up a study, please call 479-647-2658. May God bless you.